Happy New Week, beautiful people. You are going to be so affirmed by the end of this episode. So stay tuned. My name is Felicia Goings, and I want to welcome you to WordCast, where I get to bring you one positive word each week to help you win every day. Our word focus for this week is obedience. Our anchor scripture for this week is Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, which says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I definitely want to eat the good of the land and not the bad of the land. So let's jump right into this. Most of my family is located in Mississippi, so I go visit multiple times throughout the year. And sometimes I'll fly, sometimes I'll drive. On one of my trips driving back after visiting Mississippi, I was listening to music and praising God, and I was really just sensing the presence and peace of God in the truck while I was driving. And then I got a revelation that sparked the word focus for this week. Holy Spirit said, obedience is not God's currency. Faith is. Don't make obedience currency to get what you want. It is an expression of love. I was like, oh my God. It hit me so viscerally because I was worshiping and praising God out of believing, standing in faith for things that he's communicated to me that he's going to be doing in my life and all these different things. So I'm like, God, I praise you in advance, all those different things. But Holy Spirit was like, obedience is not God's currency. Faith is. So don't make obedience currency just to get what you want obedience is an expression of love. And he was reminding me of that in that moment because I was genuinely expressing love in that moment. But he also knew that I was coming back home. I was going to get back in my routine and everything that I'm standing and believing God for. I don't need to slip into performance, you know, obeying just to get it to happen. Like stay in that space of love and peace. We are not in a transactional relationship where we use God and God uses us. And then we're done. We don't encounter one another or speak again until obedience is needed. God desires to have an ongoing personal relationship with us that is so full of love and joy. Obedience naturally flows from it. I know that some people go through things and get in a place of fear or discouragement, or maybe they don't know where to start or they're not moving forward in obedience. I've been in those spaces before, but it still goes back to love. One of the most powerful prayers that we can pray is, God, help me love you more than anything. That prayer helps to set us up to more easily live a life of obedience with God. If you've been around church or people of God for any length of time, the topic of obedience has probably come up many times before. I've noticed, though, that sometimes there's a fear associated with it, like, oh, you better do what God says or else. Now, yes, there are consequences for going against wisdom, but obedience to God isn't this burdensome thing that makes our life harder. It is our perspective that makes obedience a heavy burden that we're unable to bear if that's how we see it when God tells us or asks us to do something or not to do something anymore. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will give you rest. The Amplified Classic Bible says, I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Verse 30 says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we receive instructions from the Lord, they are not meant to grieve our spirit and rob us of peace. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to want to do everything that God asks us to do. What I'm saying is we can fix our perspective to not make it harder than it has to be to obey. 
I've said this in previous episodes. Obedience is not for God alone. It is always for our benefit as well. But we must be mindful not to dilute our interactions with God and treat obedience as a tool just to get what we want. Our anchor scripture, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There are people who don't smoke, don't drink, or anything visible that they view as sin or morally wrong for a child of God as a means of receiving something from God or receiving the good of the land. And once they receive it, that's it. They're back on the hamster wheel, working hard, sweating just to receive something else when they haven't even really enjoyed the last thing God gave them. Or they're on the hamster wheel trying to be pleasing to God so that they don't feel like a bad person. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, it is impossible to please God without faith. And I think sometimes as believers, we can get so comfortable that we're not exercising faith to receive from God. We're just trying to obey and making it transactional. You know, when God gives us a good home or anything to live in, it's not because he has to. It's because he loves us. When God brings good, supportive friends in our life, it's not because he has to. It's because he loves us. When God blesses us with financial increase or you get a raise at your job or your company closes a deal that's really large, God doesn't cause us to increase financially financially because he has to he does it because he loves us and he is in covenant with us as children of God so our response and expression of love back to God when he says for example tithe off the increase I gave you it is to tithe to give a portion of what God gave to us back into the work of the Lord that's when it's not burdensome when you can do it out of love But if we allow obedience to become a tool to get more from God or to just get what we want from God, that's when it can start to feel burdensome. There's no love in it. Faith is our currency. That is the means by which we receive from God. Now, I know there are caveats and anomalies in regards to this, but I'm speaking from a perspective of building a vibrant, stable relationship with God where you actually enjoy being a child of God and you are positioned right to receive all of the perks and benefits of having that identity in this life. But the key thing to remember is love. Imagine if you had a friend that the only reason why they were doing things for you is so you could turn around and do things for them. That's not love. I remember having a phone conversation with an associate one time who is a male. And we started talking about relationships and dating. And he's a very pro-black women type of person. And very much so about showing respect for black women and how they should be treated in America. But in this same conversation, he was like, he expects relations if he's taking you out on a nice date. I was like, wait, what? Say that again? So basically what he explained to me is... He has an expectation that it's, you know, the date or dinner, whatever, that is going to lead to something more afterwards. Now, keep in mind, this was a nice guy, not a bad human who is malicious in their intent. So I knew he wasn't saying this. He wasn't like, oh, I'm a jerk. No, this was a nice guy. But I listened for a little while. And then when he stopped, I was like, that sounds like prostitution. He was so caught off guard by me saying that. And I think he got a little bit offended, but he was willing to listen and hear me out. And he was like, why why you say that? Why'd you say that? I said, if you take a woman out to dinner and your expectation is that the two of you will have physical relations of some sort as a result of you taking her on a nice date, that is a form of prostitution. Are you standing on the corner picking somebody up? No, but you're buying dinner and nice gifts in exchange for a woman sharing her body with you. And I don't care if people can say, oh, that's not the same thing. You're not in the context of marriage. That's not your wife. Y'all not even in a committed relationship. That's no different than the transaction between a prostitute and a John. You just put a mask on and call the date. Y'all, it got real quiet on the other end of the phone after I said that. (laughs) 
it got a little bit uncomfortable but he understood where I was coming from so I'm like okay let me use another analogy that's not that take a slot machine at a casino you're gambling you're like I'm gonna do this in hopes that it leads to that that's not faith that's not love and so I talked to him about dating from a position of love not saying that you're in love with the person yet but you're not treating them like a slot machine where every time you put something in you're looking for something else to come out you're looking to hit the jackpot and it's the same with God if we're obeying just to get something worshiping just to be seen as a worshiper or going to church to network or to find a husband or to find a wife yes you are going through the mechanics of a life with God but what is your motive and y'all by the end of that phone conversation he said something that really touched my heart and opened my eyes he said well no one has ever communicated it to me like that I was like oh wow we are totally evolving in this moment he understood where I was coming from but then I also understood he just didn't have the knowledge about dating from a position of love and that you don't always have to expect to receive something or if you do something nice for a person it doesn't mean that you're at a loss just because you take them home and nothing physical happens and that's one reason why Holy Spirit is always they are nudging us into the reality of who we are in Christ. If God wanted us to just be in a transactional relationship, if God wanted us to just be servants, he wouldn't have made a way through Jesus for us to also be sons and daughters. Why are we doing the things that we do? Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. Verse 15, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 16, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. It is wise not to make obedience currency just to get what you want. Obedience is an expression of our love to God. If you are saved, if you've given your life to the Lord Jesus, you are sons and daughters of the Most High. You aren't in a transactional relationship with God where you have to always do something in order to get something. What did you do to get breath in your body this morning? You simply woke up in him. Y'all, we got to treat the Bible like it is true because it is. If you have given your life to the Lord, you are a child of God. You are a son. You are a daughter. And a lot of people, we say that out of our mouths. But do we really understand what that identity means living in this earth, in this current present age as a son and daughter of God? You don't have to perform for your God to provide for you. You don't have to feel inadequate under the weight of obedience. Let's take, for example, somebody wrongs you and the word of God says, walk in love with them regardless. Or Holy Spirit tells you don't return evil for evil. I don't know about you, but sometimes that can be a hard thing to obey unless you shift your perspective to one that says, I am a daughter of the most high. I am a son of the most high. According to Philippians chapter four, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do hard things. I can do easy things. Whatever my assignment, whatever my instructions are from the Lord, I am well able because I am his child and I am filled with his spirit. Galatians chapter four, verse seven says, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Y'all, we have an inheritance that is already ours. It is the inheritance of life more abundantly in every aspect of living on this earth. We don't obey our way into our inheritance alone. We believe to receive it. And our obedience flows from our love for God, not just our love for his stuff. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17 says, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded and that they trust not in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God which gives us abundantly all things to enjoy. 
God wants us to have and experience his best, but he wants us to do it as sons and daughters, not as slaves where we obey, 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 and we hope something good happens. No, we release our faith as sons and daughters that I receive God's best and whatever he tells me to do, I'm willing to do it. And because I'm willing, when the instructions come, I obey and I eat the good of the land, which brings us right back to our anchor scripture, Isaiah chapter one, verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I encourage you to press into your relationship with God this week. Lean on him and that relationship as your source. Our obedience and everything else is to flow from our relationship with a loving God, not out of duty or transactional mentality. Holy Spirit gave me that revelation saying obedience is not God's currency. Faith is. Don't make obedience currency to get what you want. It is an expression of love. He gave me that revelation so I could be intentional to stay in faith for the things God is doing in my life. And so that I won't get fearful and be so focused on obeying and not messing up that I don't enjoy the relationship with God along the way. And that goes for you as well. God wants us to enjoy life and not be worried about messing up or obeying out of fear instead of love. Psalm chapter 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You are sons and daughters of the Most High. Listen to me. If you have given your life to Christ, you are a son or a daughter of the Most High. It is God's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Rest in that truth. Enjoy that truth this week. So if you've not obeyed something that God has told you to do, don't beat yourself up. Don't keep rehearsing that thing over and over in your mind saying, I wish I had a did this. I wish I had a did that. Just keep delighting in him from this day forward and enjoy the fact that you have access to a personal relationship with God through Jesus. The Lord will cause everything else to come full circle and work together for your good. Now let's go over a few key takeaways before we say our decrees. Key takeaway number one, our word focus for this week is obedience. Number two, our anchor scripture is Isaiah chapter one, verse 19, which says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Key takeaway number three, obedience is not God's currency. Faith is. Don't make obedience currency just to get what you want. It is an expression of love. So check your motives. Remember to enjoy your relationship with God. And remember that God takes pleasure in delighting you and making your day brighter and doing things to put a smile on your face. Not just because you obey and not just because he has to. He does it because he loves you. Now I want you to say these decrees after me and delight yourself in God today. God loves me. Obedience is my expression of love to him. God loves me. I delight myself in God and in his truth. God loves me. I am strengthened this week for all I have to do. God loves me. I am in the right place at the right time. God loves me. All this week I flow from the divine. God loves me. And he makes it easy for me to obey. God loves me. And my obedience says, God, I love you. My name is Felicia Goins. Thank you so much for joining me on WordCast to kick off this week. Be sure to stay tuned Monday through Friday. Remember, one positive word can change your life and cause you to win every day.